happy uh, happy Mother's Day to all of our mothers here. And very fortunate that uh, my mother is here. I see her often. You know, I got to thinking about, you know, as, as saying, well, there's five children, six children. My mother would not have said what Andrea did. I promise you. She was satisfied with two. Uh, <laughs> that's enough. Uh, but I think about, you know, how a mother's job is never complete until they leave this world. Uh, if I'm around my mother for any amount of time, especially if me and Nick both are there, I'm going to hear Gary Wayne. Uh, now, you may not believe that, but I'm going to hear those words, or Nick Adam. We're going to hear that today more than likely if we're in the same room. So mother's job's never done. You don't have to, my mother doesn't have to uh, go on Facebook and tell you the mama she was, or is. You come ask me and I'll tell you what my mother is. How precious that truly is. I would change not one thing about the way I was raised. Not one. If I thought back on it. Also, I have a, uh, a wife that's a good mother that's given birth to my two boys and have two great daughter-in-laws and raised our grandchildren, and I am so blessed today. I thank God for godly mothers, and what a blessing. We're going to look at an account of this. If you would, turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 1, 1 Samuel chapter 1. We're going to look at the life of Hannah. Now, the Word of God gives us many accounts of motherhood. We can see it all through God's Word. And this morning, I want us to look at Hannah. I don't know if there's more powerful passage of Scripture about what a mother is than here. Now, we can say, well, we think of Mary. Well, praise God. She was chosen. She was set aside. God did choose her to give birth to the our Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm going to tell you, there's something great and mighty about Hannah and her strength her power, and her persistence as a godly woman. A woman that Hannah was is a, had a true mother's heart, and she was godly. But I believe also, man, there's a great lesson for us to look at Hannah as an example of what a godly mother is and the pressure that should put on fathers. Look there with me. First Samuel chapter 1, we'll start a reading there in verse 8. Said, then said uh, Elkanah, her husband to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? Hannah rose up after uh, they had eaten. Shiloh and uh, after they drank and Eli the priest said uh, set upon a seat by a post in the temple of the Lord and she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept soul and she vowed a vow and said O Lord of hope if thou wilt indeed look upon the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me and not forget thy handmaid but wilt give unto thine handmaid a man child then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life and there shall be no razor come upon his head. Dear Heavenly Father we come to you this morning we 
tell you how thankful we are for our wonderful godly mothers. Lord, we're thankful today for the blessing of them. Lord, we thank you for the life that we have laid out before us here in your word of Hannah. Lord, I pray you move in this passage and use it in our hearts. Stir our souls this morning with your word. Make us more important than we were when we got here. We pray you in our midst, move as you see fit, that all honor and glory will be given to you. And it's in Jesus Christ's name I ask it. Amen. Here's the story of Hannah. Hannah wanted a child. And in wanting this child, the, the, this child was her heart's desire. She wanted nothing more than this. Well, she knew where to go, first of all, for the source to answer the prayer. She knew where to go. If it's ever going to get answered, if it's ever going to happen, I'll find the answer in the Lord. She understood that. Hey, what a blessing. She understood that that's where it's going to come from. And as I read this passage of Scripture, look there with me in verse 5. And it says, But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. Passage stuck out to me. The Lord had shut up her womb. Why? You think of the stories of uh, Abraham and Isaac. They were later in life. They were given a child. New Testament, Zechariah and Elizabeth. You see something has happened in this past scripture. God has a purpose for every child. Do you believe that? Now whether our country killed them or not is not bearing on that. There was still a purpose. God has a special purpose for every child. And it says that Hannah's womb was closed up. The Lord had shut her womb up. Why? I believe he's preparing the heart of Hannah. I believe that there's a message in Hannah that he's preparing her to receive this great blessing of Samuel when he comes. I don't believe she's ready for him. Well, how will we ever be prepared? How will we ever get ready for a child. Now I'm going to tell you, uh, I've never been a mother and can't be one. And I'm sure there are thousands upon thousands of books out there that you can spend your entire day reading of how to mother. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. If you don't have a mother's there at home, at home to help you with your children, it may need some education. But I'm going to tell you what this. You will find no greater source in raising your child than what God gives you out of his word. God's Word. Do not neglect God's Word thinking you're going to get something somewhere else. It won't be as this. Hannah went to the source of all blessings. God had a purpose for Samuel and it was going to be carried out through a godly woman in Hannah. And in the life of Hannah we'll find uh, examples this morning that will produce children. Now listen to me. In the life of Hannah, we will find uh, uh, examples of what will produce children that will come to serve the Lord through a godly mother. That's what you're fixing to see here. Examples of children that serve God. First of all, I want us to see that Hannah was a praying mother. A praying mother. Look there with me in verse 10. I want you to see that she regularly prayed. Look there in verse 10 with me. She was in bitterness of soul and 
prayed unto the Lord Hannah was the type woman that if you were around her very much, you would catch her in prayer. You were going to see this woman in prayer. She had a burden on her heart, and she went to the Lord continually. She went regularly seeking his guidance. She knew that he was the answer, and if it was ever going to be answered, it would come through him. She regularly considered prayer. I want you to think on that for a minute. Would you characterize your prayer life by regular? Is it something that at certain times is going to happen above all other things? Do you have a regular prayer life? I fear today that we do many things regularly when prayer is not one of them. Well, preacher, I got a routine. I get up, I put my socks on, I get dressed, I walk outside, I wake up about halfway down the road, I get to work, I do this as soon as I get there, I do this, and we've neglected prayer in all that. Regularly she prayed. Regularly she prayed. But not only that, Hannah, she prayed repeatedly. Look there in verse 12. And it came to pass that she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Repeatedly she prayed. One of the greatest failures, I believe, in God's people's prayer life and the greatest fault that we have in our prayer life is, is that we get burdened over something. God lays something on our heart or someone on our heart and we get, we, uh, get burdened with that for just a short time. Then we forget the whole thing something that burdens us today, it should burden us if the Holy Spirit has laid it upon our heart, it should burden us day after day and we should continually, repeatedly pray about it until God moves and answers the prayer. You believe God expects that of us? Of course He does. The reason so often I believe that prayers are not answered in my life that I'll receive a burden that I'll get today and I forget the whole thing by tomorrow. Not Hannah. Not Hannah, not only did she pray regularly, but she prayed enough, repeatedly for the same thing. It was a burden in her heart, and we'll see that. And we know the reason that she prayed regularly, and I know the reason that she prayed repeatedly is because of the third way that she prayed. She prayed earnestly. Look there with me in verse 15. Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, now she's talking to uh, Eli here. I am a woman of sorrowful spirit I have drank neither wine nor strong drink but have poured out my soul unto the Lord how long has it been Jerry since there's been such a burden in my heart that I've poured out my soul now I'm going to tell you what happened here she prayed so hard she had earnestly prayed and prayed out her soul uh, poured out her heart she had emptied her soul and she was in anguish in this prayer that they thought she was drunk before she puts an effort into this answer I wonder what God can do in our prayer life 
I wonder what God can do in our nation. What God can do in our lives if we would come to Him and pour out our I've got problems in my life. I've got problems in my family. How much earnest prayer have you spent? <laughs> have you spent more time worrying about the problem than going to the source to get it answered? Of course, there's heartache and sorrow that comes through this world, but how much time have we just poured out our soul before the Lord? Now, we see in this passage of Scripture, this woman's womb is sealed. It's been shut up. Tell you, a doctor's not going to help her pregnancy. You know why? Because God's in her pregnancy. She's not going to be able to go anywhere and get this fixed. She has to go to the source. She has to go to the answer. And she decided, I know who can tend to it. I know where the answer is. And my heart's broke. And he'll see that. She didn't pray in any vain repetition. No, she prayed from the heart all the time. see something a great characteristic of she was a patient mother she was a patient mother not one time will you see in this passage of scripture she's saying now Lord I've just kept coming to you and you hadn't done anything she never said that she just kept coming she never one time said I've used all this time I've, I've been coming to you pouring out my heart emptying my soul to you and you still hadn't done nothing she didn't say that but you see she was a patient mother look there with me at verse number 17 I answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine uh, handmaid find grace in thy sight. And so the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Look what she does. And they rose up early morning early and worshipped before the Lord. said the Lord has heard you the Lord's going to answer it you see she dropped it off you see she actually just took the Lord at his word that's all she done I mean she was over it doesn't say anything else about her heart being broken no she starts talking about grace that he's found in favor of her how good he is to me she knew the answer had been given she knew that it was all taken care of she took God at his word says it, that's the way it will. Amen? If that's what God said is going to happen, that's the way it will turn out. If God said it be this way, it can happen no other way. I've heard people and I've told people and I've seen this in my own life. I've, I've used this in my own life. I've always said, somebody said, well, I'm looking at a job here. I'm going to apply for this job. And I've always said, if God wants you to have that job, no one else can get it. What God giveth, no man can take away. If God wills you to have it, it's yours. It doesn't 
matter what everybody else does by your account. What God says is yours is yours. What God says is going to come to pass. But I'm going to show you something in Hannah's life. There in verse 20, she says, Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived, she bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. She took God at his word. When she knew that God was going to answer her prayer, she dropped it because he had spoken it. But now I'm going to show you something today. This is very important. This will mess up so often. So she took God at his word because she knew she could. But now God could take Hannah at her word because Hannah she told the Lord, if you'll just give me a son, I'll give him back to you. If you'll give me a son, you can have him back. I'll give him to you. He will. Uh, I will dedicate him to you. I'm going to stop there just a minute. I have not one problem with someone dedicating their child to the Lord. We don't, we've had many children here. Calvary may wonder why we don't dedicate children to the Lord. Well, I'm going to say this. I will. place we're going to find why people dedicate their child is in this passage. I have no problem if you're fixing to have a child, you want your child dedicated, comes to me. I have a problem with that. I believe parents need to be dedicated to the Lord. Let's not throw all the responsibility on the newborn child here. Why don't we dedicate parents? Why don't parents come up and say, I tell you what, church, I stand before you and I will raise this child in the way God has told me to raise him. We will have him in church when he's supposed to be here. He will uh, do everything when the church is open. My child will be here. Ooh, oh, that shuts down a lot of the ceremonial part of it, doesn't it? Hannah said in her heart, Lord, whatever you have in store for him, if it's his life you require, take his life. Just give him to me. prayer, isn't it, folks? I want my child dedicated as long as he keeps my commandments. I want my child dedicated and I'll just tend to all these things on my own. Lord, sit back and you just watch me. You dedicate a child and I believe God desires this of us. You want a great child? You want a, a mighty man or a mighty woman of the Lord? Follow Hannah's example. children in which God has blessed women with and made the family. Those children actually do not belong to you. They're leased out to you. God has given you an awesome responsibility and he's given me an awesome responsibility and that responsibility is to raise them in the fear of an almighty God and in a respect of an almighty God. They are to see things in us that we're following the Lord and we are to be molding young minds and we're to be developing young hearts there the things of the Lord should be announced in the home, the things of the Lord should take precedent in the home, the things of the Lord should be spoke at uh, spoke of regularly in the home to make that child all God would want them to be, we see today prime example if you want your child to be good in something you spend time with them in that, correct? 
If you want your child to be an excellent reader, what do you do? You read books to them. You spend that time. If you want your child to be a good singer, what do you do? You get singing lessons. Sing with them, right? So does that mean if I want a godly child, I just let God take over in my home? Bring the Word of God in. Live godly in front of them. Praise God, that's exactly what we're doing. What have we done? What have we done? It is the responsibility of parents, first of all, parents, to so live our lives in front of our children and our grandchildren that they know God is God. They don't have to have a boot say God's alive. I was raised in a home that God moved in, that he was spoken of. Jesus was exalted. That's what God had done for me. This patient mother, she waited to receive the blessing of the Lord. And then she knew that she could take God at his word and she was satisfied with the man she loved. But then she also was willing to return what she had given. Something else stuck out to me in our prayer life. And only you and the Lord know your prayer life. But Hannah says something in verse 28. She turned him over as a Levi. He was becoming going to become a, a, a priest. He was going to become this high priest one day. And he was placed under the care of the high priest, uh, Levi, and she had turned him over. You take him. But she also said something in this. She said, and I'm going to pray for him. And uh, I've said this about my own prayer life. I examined my own prayer life recently. Lord, help me if I can't work on getting my prayer life where it needs to be. I'm so selfish in my own heart that the things of my life consume me so that I can't mention my children and my grandchildren before the Lord that knows all about them. That'd be sad, wouldn't it? If our life was consumed in such a way that we shouldn't enjoy our children and our grandchildren being able to bless cared for by the priesthood. But that did not stop her from praying. I wonder if that prayer life was just for the physical. I wonder if that prayer life that she had, was it just about him being safe where he was with her being absent from his presence? Or was it be, Lord, you make of him Children that we saw standing here, 
that the next great evangelist will come out of Calvary Baptist Church. Y'all believe that? I do. I believe the great uh, missionaries that we take offerings up for in the Southern Baptist Convention, I believe there's young ladies here could be that one missionary that the world knows. You believe that could happen here? Of course it could. I believe within this congregation that there are uh, children right now, young boys, that God is preparing that one day they will be great and mighty preachers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You believe they're here? responsibility a great responsibility but Lord what a great blessing dear Heavenly Father I'm thankful today for another another given this special ability that I can't even understand this great love that they can have for children and Lord I know it's God given created them specially Lord also realize that they are to be man's treasured husband's treasure and I'm thankful today for godly mothers I'm thankful for the life of Hannah that we have in your word that you've shown us what you can do Lord I pray you move upon Calvary Baptist Church I pray that you move upon spiritual leaders of their home, Lord, that you would lead them and guide them, that they would be available to be used of you, that you would greatly bless the homes that make up Calvary Baptist Church. And Lord, that we would be preparing through our Sunday school, through our worship, that we would already be developing young minds and moving young hearts, preparing them. Your name.